Hello and welcome to episode 490 of the League House Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Key Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockards. I forgot hey, your middle name. How's it going, man? For a second. And Golden Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Wednesday. Happy Happy 490. Happy 490. Boys, we have 10 weeks. Do you know what Hell the yeah, square root of 490 weeks. is, Nick? Uh, What, 70? No. Yeah, right? 70? I don't know. Something. <laughs> I don't think he knows either. <laughs> I was just asking you from here. Oh, no. It's not 70, right? Because that would be... It's 22.13. 20 yeah. 22. 23, exactly. That's, <laughs> ask me again when we get to episode 4,900. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You'll still uh, be yo. wrong then. <laughs> yo, on this week of, uh, of League Cast, we've got a little bit of League Cast news. Holy shit, boys. We have a ton of uh, new news that basically came out today. Um, so we'll be covering all of that. Uh, we've got uh, no starries. Man, that's really sad to, mm-hmm. to see. Um, uh, no guffaws this week because we have so much news. Uh, we'll be talking about competitive league uh, and some of the roster changes that happened there. Um, we've got a roundtable from last week and a new one from this week. And finally, we're going to close out with some emails. Uh, Aiden, why don't you tell us about your week, though? My week was good, man. I played the most league I've played in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I was just telling Nick that I, my, my goal was to play, like, 100 games of a new Tom Kench so far, uh, like, just in general, before I make my decision. I played 56 of them so far since uh, two weeks ago when he came out. Uh, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. him, though. Uh, it's been really, really good. I got my uh, highest-ranked account to Diamond 1, so now I have accounts D1, Ooh. D2, D3 <laughs> are my three main accounts. Uh, I'm currently getting a th- uh, fourth account, like, up there, but it's not because I need to have four Tom Kench one trick counts in diamond it's because I'm uh getting Trevor to get a second count up there so we can like easily uh <laughs> like just uh play with both of our accounts and stuff so it'll be a little bit easier to duo and stuff so it'd be fun uh new Tom Kench is fun though um I'm really happy to hit d1 I think there's a world in which I could hit master tier I think it's going to be a little bit rough Ooh. those games are a little bit harder uh, I do crush lane sometimes though it feels really good to beat fucking diamond one slash master tier one tricks oh my god that's a fucking good feeling uh, I haven't been uh, past D2, though, since Season 7. So it's been a while. Uh, four years, uh, but I'm back. So Hell yeah, dude. Feeling good about he, it. So He always comes back. Yeah, I'm sure next yes. week I'll probably have lost Diamond 1, but if not, then uh, maybe <laughs> I'll be mastered here. <laughs> I don't think so, Hell but we'll see. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, um, just like playing some other games i guess off stream uh, a little bit of streaming if you want to ever check out the stream it's uh Lee cast frost on twitch uh I, I yesterday on stream i did the naming all 155 characters by their ultimates thing the quiz um uh, and i got 152 or no 100 yeah Ooh. 140 142 before uh, i got chat to help me but uh that's, that's something bad. that I'm... It's crazy how, like, you just retain knowledge like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'll probably just post that to YouTube. It's kind of like a goofy thing, but uh, some people might find it kind of interesting. Or people can, like, take the link and try it themselves, at least. Uh, it's pretty fun, though. Hell yeah. Uh, outside of that, not too much else. Uh, what about you, Colton? Um, I've been still pretty busy with stuff around the condo. I've been, been doing some wiring of new light fixtures and putting up some fans and whatnot. Uh, so that's that's a whole lot of fun putting holes in walls and then trying to make a wire go up the wall and through the ceiling to where it needs to be. Colton, every time you post a picture of you working in your house, it looks like it's a brand new house. Yeah. Like that you're putting so much work into. 
it i uh i i tore this shit out of it when i got here okay <laughs> um and it, it's funny because like when i am telling people like down here uh who live nearby they're like oh is it like really beat up and shitty and i'm like no 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 it was oh. fine <laughs> like like i could have done it just seems better i i could have done pretty much nothing uh but i i wanted to do it and it's also like for me, the the value of just learning how to do that stuff is nice, so that like ten years from now, Colton in a house that he does care more about mm, doesn't make like the same mistakes. Interesting. Um, but aside from that, had some uh, had some fun times uh, for like the Fourth of July weekend. Went uh, swimming and had some bevies with some friends on Saturday night. And then Monday afternoon into the evening, I put together a little get-together where we went to, like, a little uh, bar that had uh, sand volleyball and, like, pool tables and darts and stuff. So we hung out there for a few hours, and that was a really good time. Got to to play some volleyball, which I really like to do and don't get to do often. Um, But, yeah, that's that's been most of my week. Uh, Played maybe seven or eight games of TFT. Uh, trying to to grind out the last rewards of the past before it expires, because I uh, I realized that I hadn't gotten like the four eggs at the end and like the three bonus rewards, and I'm like, damn, those are the ones that are actually good. Hmm. Um, so trying to trying to make sure I get my money's worth before that expires. Hell yeah! And then back to no more video games ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's been. Uh, pretty well my uh, my whole week so i'll hand it over to you nick nice uh i played um i don't think i played any rank this week but played a couple normals with some uh some listeners last night it was really fun had uh, a lot of uh good good games um been playing through mass effect still with my girlfriend we are uh, making good progress should be on to uh um i think uh uh mass effect 2 pretty soon probably not this week but maybe the week after Mass Effect um, 2 is pretty... people's favorites usually, right? I think, like overall. Uh, I think so. I personally, re- I, I personally think three is the best. Um, a lot of people are not happy with the ending for that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't really blame them. Um, but I think it's definitely the the better game. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah. I'm very glad to be uh <laughs> to be moving away from the stupid ass driving uh parts. Yeah, so. in one you have to like just fucking like do boring ass like uh, like I don't know. I I've just heard that there's like a gameplay cycle in one that's fucking terrible. That like so they fixed I've not it gotten too. to that yet, and they may have fixed it in Legendary Edition. Oh yeah. Um, I I I don't I haven't played the first one to know, but I I know that a lot of people did not enjoy like driving around in the in the the other ones, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so far, so good, I guess. Um, glad to be moving away from that. Uh, so let's go on to... Let's move into the show, I guess. Uh, do you have any Lee Cast news, Aiden? Um, oh, we've oh, yeah, got... Sorry. A fair bit, yeah. Sorry, God. Oh, yeah, the new patrons. You can so, go ahead. We've yeah, got... Yeah, we've... Uh, it's the new month. <clears throat> Shout no, out no, to... No, 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 Nick. I read it this month, remember? I don't remember. But I don't remember that, but sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was giving you shit. The fever like, dream. You, you do it next month. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> the go, fever go for it, my, my guy. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Let me let me pull it up. 
Alright, thank you to Aaron, Adam, a dorky owl, Adrian, Adrian, sadly not a Joshua, Antonio, Aodin, Armis, Arsonist, Ashley, Asmo, Atsuko, Ben Yumi, Beer Better, Bellator, Benjamin, Benjamin, Big Peen Sheen, Bluepore, Boats and Bros, Bright Equinox, Brother Dust, Caleb, Kane, Cameron, Chaz, Chris, Cocola, Corey, Corey, Courtney, Cowboy, Dalton, Dowski, but actually an Alec. Dan, Daniel, Danny Storm, Dante, Dapper Dodge, David, Dakar, Devin, Diggity Daxter, Dippy, Dominic, Dr. Dre, 1223, Drew, Dr. Hufferfer, Dr. <laughs> Professor Goobert, Dream Dylan J, Dylan, uh, Ellis Saga, Elliot, Elliot, Inebriated Otter, Foxloaf, Franco, Frozen Ninja, Gavin, Gamer Wolf, Grey White, Hardstuck, Heimerdinger, One Trick, H Fire, Hungry Italian, I Am 3D Ski, Ian, Isaac, It's in My Veins, Jacob, Jake, Jamal, James, Jaziel, Jeff, JFK was Quickscope, Jigmink, Joby, John, Jorge, Jordan, Josh, but not a Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Joshua, 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 Justin, Carson, Chaos Reaper, Kennedy, Kevin, Kirk, Clon, Amy, Colby, Conrad, Lacona, Levi, Leviathan, Little Barnabas, Little Lorian, Lofi, Luis, Luca, Lucas, Little Ducky, Mark, Marshall, Matt, Matthew, Matridium, Michael, McKeefius, Molly, Mr. Ginger, Mountain Drew, 4444, Nathan, Nathaniel, Nikoj, Neil, Nicholas, Niku, because it's meat in Japanese, Noah, Orden, Papa Kush, Ivern, Pards, Saigonic, Puff Clouding, Purple Play Panda, Pike is support, Raphael, Rattlesnake, Jake, I love that name every time, Rebecca, <laughs> Red Lefty, Ricardo, RJ, Ryan, 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 Scarecrow, Jones, Scott, Secretly a Josh, Selfie, Setback, Shadow, Skep, Smegmork, Soda Fission, Spartle, Speedy Spikes, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Swain, The Josh Main, T-Hubs, Tanner, Thane, The Last Samurai, The Slater, Thomas, Thoriander, Titties and Biddies, T-Scotlam, T-Sol-T, Tunad, Can, Ty, Victor, Walter, Womper, Wyatt, Zod, Zach, Zachary, and Zachary. I feel like there are a decent amount of new names in there, but maybe it's because I, I don't so read it every month. <laughs> Yeah, that's I was awesome. just like, I've hey. not heard these names before. <laughs> hey, great job, Colton! You did one, you did awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned how to read when I was like nineteen. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, all right, Aiden, you can get back into the league cast news now. Yeah, as for league cast news, not like a ton of stuff. Uh, one thing is is that we are re-establishing our community nights. Uh, community games haven't been. I mean, I think a lot of people do enjoy them, but they've been a little bit more competitive than we have than we've wanted. So we're going to kind of pull back from hosting them ourselves. Of course, you can always gather whenever you want and play games. Tuesday nights at six o'clock is when a lot of people get on and play. Uh, but we're probably going to have a little discussion how we're going to retool it and we're going to come back with our community nights in a different fashion at some point. Um, doesn't mean that you can't play games with your friends. Doesn't mean you can't like hop on and play normals. I mean, Nick literally got on and they played some normals last night. It's not like we're not yep. around. It's just. Uh, uh, we probably won't be ourselves putting together some customs for on Tuesday nights for a little bit until we retool it. So um, it's that's strictly kind of that. banned. League cast <laughs> listeners are no longer allowed to play video <laughs> games on Tuesday nights. Yeah. If we find out, we're revoking your Patreon money and sending it back. Yeah. Well. Okay. Wait. Maybe not that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, other we'll than send that, you an though, invoice for more Patreon money. 
the we got our YouTube channel back, uh, so I put up the plays video, kind of a shorter plays video, because our channel was literally banned, so I didn't really put like a ton of like time into it. Uh, but I still enjoyed it, um, and then we'll release some more Zed talks soon because I think uh, one went up today on our YouTube from last month, so you can check that out if you're not a patron. If you are a patron, uh, subscribe to our Patreon for one dollar, and you can get some cool content. Hell yeah! Um, all right, let's jump into the new news. So we. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about this week, and I guess we can start off with uh, Akshan, or is it Ashkan? Akshan. I, I thought it was AK Sean. Akshan. Akshan. Yeah. Oh, like action. I yeah, see. it's like action. Yeah, is the idea. Oh, that's clever. Um, all right, so we've got his abilities are out, um, as well as uh, his champion trailer uh, in the champion insight. Um, so we'll just run through the abilities really quick. Can we just talk about his trailer, like, really quick first, though? Yeah, I, sure. I, I think he's one of my favorite characters, like, I mean, I mean, they've definitely put a lot more effort into him than some other characters with this trailer and stuff, but he's so fucking personable. <laughs> like, I, I just like this character already. Uh, we'll get into why I don't like him in, <laughs> when we get to his abilities, but uh, well, yeah. as for his, like, actual, like, personality voice actor, like, kind of just, I don't know, he seems like it's just a very joyous, like, kind of happy dude. I really like him as a character. He's he's one of my favorite like character personality wise in a long time. I think. Oh yeah, he seems he seems really cool. Like very uh, extroverted, um, and uh, kind of fits well within within league. I think. Yeah. But uh, pretty cool. Um, awesome. We've got his abilities. Uh, passive is dirty fighting. Uh, every three hits from his auto attacks and damaging abilities deal a burst of physical damage. If the target was a champion, he also gains a shield. After attacking, he fires a second attack that deals reduced physical damage. The second shot can be canceled just like a regular basic attack. If he cancels the second shot, he gains a burst of movement speed. His Q is Avengerang. He throws a boomerang that deals physical damage and reveals enemies hit, extending its range each time it hits an enemy. Enemies can be hit once the boomerang goes out and once it returns. His W is going rogue. Uh, passively, when enemy champions kill one of his allies, they are marked as scoundrels. Uh, he gets When he gets a takedown on a scoundrel, he gains bonus gold. All allies killed by the scoundrel are resurrected at their base. And the scoundrel status is removed from all other enemies. When you activate it, you become camouflaged for a short duration or indefinitely while near terrain. During this time, he can see the trails leading towards scoundrels and gains movement speed and mana regen while moving towards them. His E is Heroic Swing. He fires a hook shot that embeds in the first terrain hit. While embedded, he can recast to swing around the terrain in the cast direction, firing physical damage bullets at the nearest enemy while swinging. While he is swinging, he can recast it again to jump off in the direction of the cursor and fire a final shot. His cooldown, uh, of the, the cooldown of this ability resets when he earns a takedown on an enemy champion. And his ultimate, finally, is comeuppance. He locks onto an enemy champion and begins channeling power into his gun to store bullets. At the end of the duration or after recasting, he unleashes the stored bullish bullets, dealing uh, physical damage based on missing health to the first minion, champion, or structure hit. He can move normally and cast his E while channeling and firing comeuppance. So, uh, awesome. Um, so, what do we think right initially? Right off the bat. Yeah. So, right... I, I do think... Um, so, I think he has certain abilities that are very powerful. 
um, and some that are just okay. Uh, I, I think his passive is really strong, um, I, and I think his ultimate is uh, is pretty good, just because of the way it interacts with with the game. Yeah. Um, but I think everything else is kind of just okay, uh, and I think the the biggest issue that people are having is his W, which I think is kind of just okay. Um, yeah. Very very situational. Um, I think his W is one of those abilities that. Um, 95% of the time it won't be a high impact ability and won't make a difference and even a higher like lower percentage of like the time it will make a difference in competitive play I think this character is not a competitive like League of Legends character at all right he's a very yeah, much a solo queue yeah. pub stomper character that being said I think the issue with a lot of people and the issue that I see as well is the 10% or 5% of situations where his W passive does make a difference feels rough man like the yeah. late game uh, situations where like a Viego maybe like resets and kills four of your teammates or three of your teammates or whatever, and uh, Akshon kills him and then resets the uh, like just respawns everyone on your team back for like Elder or Baron. Those are the situations where you go, holy fuck, that's that guy's W's passive. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you go, oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, overall though, I don't think it's something an ability that like really makes a difference most of the time which I think a lot of people are, like, overplaying how much it will be used. Like, early game, death timers aren't long enough for it to be used, right? Late game, like, late game, like, the late game fantasy, of course, is, like, he kills someone who's got four kills, but usually if someone gets four kills, they're probably going to kill this fucking 80 carry character, right? (laughs) Is, like, the reality. Mm -hmm. Like, really, the the main use of this is, like, kind of this mid-game type spike where maybe, like, you're having a team fight around Dragon and someone gets double kill and you kill them and then it resets to your cooldown so that they can't take Dragon. Like, I mean, to your death timers. Um, I think that's generally what we're going to see, but I I think also I, I would not be surprised to see very specific combos played with Akshan because of this mm-hmm. my my immediate thought is that like a, a shen can e flash in and just say like i'm going to die 100 percent Akshan will revive me and i'll just ult onto him and i get to team fight twice yeah i mean like the, right the... and like that that can happen and i think that that's the fringe case we're talking about um but i do think it it, it allows really interesting drafts where it's like hey you're going to blatantly suicide for a good engage because mm-hmm. you're gonna res and tp back right so you like you might take that malphite ult that you wouldn't if you don't have an auction on your team and i think that that's more interesting than yeah the like oh well what if our katarina gets a quadra kill but then auction kills her and now his whole team is like okay yeah that could happen but uh, yeah i um I, I watched LS talking about it. I, I don't think LS like fully like under like he, he talked about it before the character was out and we saw his numbers and all that stuff. We can talk about his numbers in a second as well. Um, but Alice's main concern, he looked at the competitive side, like how viable is this character for competitive? The answer is not really because he kind of is like a solo queue stomper character for the most part. But the one thing that is pretty consistent that you can do on this character involves W. Um, so he gets a hundred gold when he kills these uh, the scoundrel character and resets the death timer of his allies that die so like a pretty easy to execute play is playing akshan topper mid going for a dive on a character with your jungler your jungler purposely being the one to tank because if your jungler dies to them you get the kill you get an extra 100 gold you get assist goal on it and your jungler gets revived 
right? Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's, that's a, a pretty really easy point. to execute way to use his W like early to mid game, right? Like it, dives are pretty mm-hmm. fucking free in theory with that. Uh, outside of that, though, I don't think there's any like real like I'm gonna purposely do this. We're purposely gonna give our give their character four kills so he gets the gold and then we re- reset and like none of that's gonna really happen. I do think the dive potential is something to consider at least though yeah i i think that the dive potential is the one one of the places we'll see it more utilized in an actually like consistent potentially competitive environment i i think maybe some specific split pushers or tp characters might be able to do it but Mm -hmm. yeah i i think that that's probably the like the bread and butter of that ability being good obviously there will be plenty of fringe cases um, I think it'll be hilarious for level one fights, and I also thought, <laughs> well, what's even funnier than a level one fight, Aiden, is getting a one for one Akshan Akshan. Yeah. <laughs> take it a step further. One of the game modes with like the fucking cannon. That fight never <laughs> ends. That fight never ends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I I, I want to draw a comparison to Soraka, who I think is another like very similar like I will save my teammates if you don't deal with me sort of mm-hmm. character, but you you just kill her first, right? And yeah. obviously that's easy to say, like, out of game. But I, I think this is going to be the way to deal with action, uh, action is, like, just kill him, you know? Yeah. He's, he's, it looks like he has a very short auto attack range. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be as safe as Senna while reviving your entire team, like, every single mm-hmm. team fight. That's that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think this is going to be super overblown, um the impact of this ability i i do think like he he has to get the kill on the scoundrel they don't just need to die which i think no it's just a takedown yeah so he can he can just get an assist yeah oh okay but it has to be an assist on that one character that kills yeah whoever's on on the team yep um so so just to quickly look over some numbers, not that like numbers, um, numbers obviously subject to change because he won't be out for two weeks time. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. going to go on the PVE, but might see some changes. Uh, some numbers that l- I saw that stood out is, first of all, I love the mechanic of he shoots like two autos, kind of like Lucian, how Lucian goes bang, bang sort of thing, but mm-hmm. he can cancel a second auto and get movement speed instead. That's a fucking cool mechanic. What I learned though, is that movement speed scales with attack speed. <laughs> uh, and oh, it's that's like, crazy. It scales with 100% attack speed, which is is, is kind of huh. crazy. So already this tells me this character is going to be a fucking, like, a weak bitch character, but he's super nimble, right? So his passive has this uh, movement speed component too. His Q uh, has a movement speed component when you hit someone with it. Um, his W obviously has the stealth component. By the way, the scaling on the W... Uh, camouflage is the weirdest scaling I've ever seen on ability in my life. It starts at 18 it, it seconds weird, and yeah. it scales <laughs> down to two. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's you can use it for infinite duration if you're near a wall, and that's kind of how it's supposed to be used. You're supposed to use it and then like chase down a scoundrel by like moving through like uh, walls and near uh, uh, bushes and stuff like that. But holy fuck, that ability scales down. That might be a little bit miserable later. Uh, we'll have to see. And then his... and it, it is worth noting that the reveal range for um, for action is larger than any other in the game it, it's, it's it's massive yeah it's definitely bigger than his auto range it's bigger than like twitch q it's bigger than or twitch stealth it's bigger than like anything um his hook looks pretty ba- basic um it, and then his... it looks like about the range of the exclamation point for Rengar. not not mm-hmm. the actual camouflage or jump distance but like the range at which you get a notification i think is the... 
the closest comparison. Yeah. The circle just about touches all four corners of the the mid lane walls. Yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. main the main purpose of that definitely is to get in on your sc- uh, scoundrel rather than like assassinating them. You're not getting in then yeah. like assassinating them. You're more just getting to them with that ability. So that's good. Yeah. Um. And then his ultimate. I, I haven't seen too many people people talk about this. His ultimate. I love his scales ultimate. up with bullets. It looks so fucking cool. It's like a lock on Caitlyn type alt, but you have to charge it, and you can use your swing. You can use movement. Uh, it's so fucking cool, man. It does a lot of damage. It uh, does damage based on missing health, too. So, like, late game, it can be doing, like, uh, I don't know, like, 700, 800 plus damage, uh, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, you do yeah. have to charge for a long time, yeah. and uh, there is the caveat of it hits it hits minions, champions, and turrets. Yeah. So, you have a lot of options to, to play around it. Yeah, you can hide um, behind something pretty easily. As well as a, a, a channeled... Um, Versus a cast time, so it is interruptible based on that wording. Yeah, yeah, so. which I think it it has to be, but also like the the because he can move and use his abilities during it, right? It's like he he gets to maneuver around, but he mm-hmm. you know can sure. also be canceled, which yeah, I think yeah. is, a, is a really good like counterbalance where you know if if he couldn't use anything else, then maybe you don't make that cancelable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I think the only issue I have with his ultimate is I feel like he probably should have a movement speed penalty while while channeling. Um but I mean that's a small thing. So Yeah, he's really cool. Uh, I'm I'm reading through the insights uh page for him and I think they show a use of his uh hookshot. His hookshot's crazy around turrets, man. When you do the full like 180 around the entire turret. Oh, oh my god. Interesting. That level of mo- mo- uh movement is insane. I'm I'm so excited to see it in game. Yeah, I, I want to see it with a trundle pillar, man. Like, they yeah. just drop a pillar in the middle of mid lane and you Ashan's just swinging. That's so sick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he, I'm, so I'm sick. very excited for him. He's one of my favorite, like, looking character releases in, in a while, for sure. Nice. He's definitely supposed to be, because um, a lot of people are talking about, well, why isn't he just going to be an AD carry if he's, like, weaker? Because like, they've talked about him being, like, kind of very item dependent, like, low base stats. Um,. Yada yada yada, which obviously like kind of goes in line with his scoundrel mechanic. You're supposed to get extra gold from scoundrel, uh, yada yeah. yada yada. Um, but I, I really he's supposed to be like almost like a really weak AD carry, but he's kind of like a burst mage, but the AD carry version of a burst mage. So he's kind of like an assassin, but he's an AD carry assassin in a way. Uh, a lot of his damage is kind of bursty. Um, he's not going to be like a Lucian esque character. Uh, mm-hmm. by any means like I know people are making comparisons to the other 80 carries that go mid but uh, I, I think he's gonna be I, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be a top laner personally rather than like a mid laner but uh, we'll have to see I think the only reason um, that I can think of is I, I feel like his hookshot is probably better with more options mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think um, it's in, in, in a shorter lane yeah. so I think having the four walls that he could cast off of in addition to like not com- having to commit to just the outside wall, uh, assuming you're being like ganked or something like that, um, like puts him better in the mid lane versus in the top lane. But uh, again, I mean, we'll we, he's literally not even on the PBE yet, so we'll we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm just going off of what rioters have said. Like rioters have said that he's supposed to be mid, but I could see him being like great top mm-hmm. as well. I feel like a lot of those mid lane, mm-hmm. a lot of those mid lane AD carry characters that like pressure mids have always typically in theory been better top um but mm-hmm. we'll have to see how it works I'm, I'm really excited for him though he's he's one of the coolest releases in a in a while yeah Super yeah I, I think there's also just like the issue of 
those types of characters that are good mid are, are partially good because they can bully a lot of control mages or they can do fine against traditionally like melee bullies mm-hmm. but you know throw them up against a malphite maxing e and who went ninja tabby bramble like i don't care how much you try to bully me it, it doesn't really work yeah that's what that's what i wish like league had more of um if if there's any ad carry mid like pick malphite you know yeah like do something that isn't just oh i have to answer this with a mage you know Mm -hmm. and that's that's what i'll normally do is like i'll just like right they pick the lucian mid it's like cool i'll just play scion and go first item tabbies or what what, steel cap sorry i'm I'm living in 2009 (laughs) um same but yeah it's just like okay whatever just rush steel caps play scion and win the 2v2s at scuttle because they can't damage you and one of these characters has cc yeah <laughs> awesome um awesome Oxen. so yeah alongside action came um the rise of the sentinels the story so far uh definitely worth checking out it sort of just recaps the the ruination story it's told um, by action to too <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's really um, cool they, there's also a teaser for the new character in there um, it shows the uh, a little fucking emo yordle type character. Oh, an extra like a, a new new character. Yeah, the next character. The next character is tied into like oh, this I lore. Um, so there's like a little screenshot of the character. Ah, I see. Uh, in the in the thing. Cool. Oh, there's li- like a- at the end card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a more emo Zaya. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little. It's like a yord. It's a new yordle character. We haven't had a yordle character since what? Cled- is Cled a yordle? Cled's not even Nar? a yordle, right? Probably Nara then. I don't think so. Is Nara? Nara's Yordle, right? I think. I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure he is. He might just be a child. Either way, it's, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, awesome. We've had a, uh, a DevQ um, update about dodging. Uh, so essentially, they uh, dodging occurs too frequently. However, they don't want to punish people who were using dodges infrequently. So there's going to be three tiers of, of dodging. Uh, your first, uh, it goes up one tier every time you dodge. Yep. Um, the first time you dodge in, in ranked or in, in uh, normal uh, slash, I guess, in any matchmaking mode that yep. isn't ARAM. Uh, it'll be six-minute lockout, minus three LP for ranked only. Uh, your second one will be 30-minute lockout, minus 10 LP for ranked only. And the third tier, which is a new tier, will be 12 hours lockout minus 10 LP. Um, and this only affects, right, mentions 1.6% of high ELO players, which is where most of the dodging happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that shouldn't impact a lot of people. Uh, and then there's some ARAM changes as well. One, tier 1 is 15 minutes. Tier 2 is 30 minutes. Tier 3 is 12 hours. Um, and then no, obviously no like LP penalty or anything like that. Um, and then they wanted to... Or they mentioned that... It, if you do get to one of these tiers, you will drop a tier every 12 hours. Yeah. Um, so even if you're at, you know, three hours, by the time you come back, uh, you'll be at tier two. Um, and then 12 hours after that, it'll be, you'll be, uh, it'll be tier one. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I, I think a, I like a, it a lot. A really good way to like put that in perspective is that like you get two dodges a day, where you'll end up losing what 10 lp total and have to sit out for 13 but yeah 13 lp yeah 13 lp okay yeah so i mean like which is still less than a loss by the way 
Yeah, right, but like, okay, yeah, okay. You can dodge twice a day <laughs> if you really want to as part of your strategy, and I think that it's viable to dodge in a lot of cases when you don't like the matchups or your teammates are already fighting or yeah. they're toxic from last game. Like, plenty of reasons. You get two a day with very minimum penalties, so if it's, you know, if it, if it hits a third, which, again, very rare at that point, maybe just call it a day or switch accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want awesome. Can we have a larger discussion oh, about sorry. like uh, dodging sure. really quick? Because I meant to have this a couple weeks ago as a Vi Weekly, uh, but we never got around to it. So we kind of laid out like what Riot's doing. But why is Riot doing this? Um, so as we mentioned, at high ELO, um, fucking matchmaking is a nightmare sometimes. Uh, they, they have a nice little graph here saying 33% of champion selects end in a dodge, uh, which is, is isn't even like really like... Like, so that that's intentional dodges. Then there's ready check failures, which is 24%. And then there's lock-in failures, which is a couple percent. It's like, it pretty well says, out of every game, matchmaking game that's like created, 42% of games go through. Which, mm-hmm. that, that's, that is a low number. This is for D1. Obviously, the numbers go down as you go down ELO, because people typically care a little bit less about like min-maxing their ranked uh, experience, I guess. That being said... Holy fuck, dude. This is a problem. And it's weird. I don't think Riot's solution of making dodging harder is a good one. I think currently what they're doing is fine, by the way. I think if you're dodging three times, you probably should get punished a little more. Um, That being said, if they extend it into tier one and tier two dodges, that being more rough, I think they're taking the wrong approach. It very much feels like at that point, they are solving the current issue rather than like cutting it like uh solving the root of the issue right the root of the issue is yep. that people have way too much fucking power in champion select right being able to look up people see what their win rates are see what they main if you don't like something you'll ban out someone's character you'll intentionally uh troll someone if someone was in one of your previous games and they don't like you for whatever reason they'll troll you like all these things are giving so much power to players to influence their power they have over other players in champion select right like yeah the, the fact is if you're in four queues in a row and they keep getting broken and you're a one trick someone's going to ban your your champion by q4 mm-hmm. then you have to dodge right all these things need to get fixed in some sort of way and i don't think the issue of making dodging more uh punishing is is the right way of going about it i guess no i don't think so either um a lot of that sounds like they should just hide summoner names yeah but yeah that's where, that's where i was feels. gonna i was gonna go with that nick that I think hiding summoner names would be fine. And then it's like, if you want to base it off team comps, go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, they have way too much power. And I think like a, another way to uh, approach this like conceptually is that a, a lot of people who are very good at the game end up with being put in a situation where they think, my highest chance to succeed is to just not play League of Legends right now. Well, like, I think there's also a flaw with the the like the sample they selected. Yeah, mm-hmm. D one plus players are also the people who are playing. Yeah, thirty games a day. Yeah, for sure. So even though they're dodging, you know, three times a day, it's because they're experiencing more champion selects. Oh, like, for sure. I I think that's a little like flawed in that in that way where like yeah of course someone who's playing like who has time for a game a day isn't going to dodge they don't have the time to like to go through another queue mm-hmm. i i, yeah. I also think I, we should like be realistic here because i do think we have a lot of listeners who let's just say aren't diamond one um 
and I think we have a lot of discourse on our Discord about whether dodging is important at like lower elos. I think dodging at lower elos almost doesn't matter any percentage of the percentage yeah. of the time, unless someone is intentionally trolling you in Champion Select. Uh, if someone's intentionally trolling you, then dodging is a great tool. That being said, we see like maybe silver, gold, whatever players going well. Our comp's not as good as theirs. I should dodge, or like mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Where that. I hate to say it, guys. That's not why you're at whatever ELO, right? I do think, like, the higher ELO you get, the more that comps matter. But still, even at that point, I don't know if, like, dodging until you're, like, the highest of the high is, like, a good practice. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a scummy practice regardless. Fucking just only dodging until you get a winning comp seems like just not how a game should be played. (laughs) Like, like, imagine playing any 1v1 game, but you only... Uh, play games versus good matchups. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine playing a fighting game, but you never play. You like if you get counterpicked, you just don't play it. Yeah, like I don't know. There's <laughs> there's problems with that, right? And like maybe that is a problem on Riot's part, like at a systematic level. Like maybe Riot has to make stuff like this like more counterable, right? Like if they have a full ma- we have a full magic damage team, maybe there should be an item for us to like. What was the old item that uh, increased magic damage to teams? Um, it still does it, but. Uh, abyssal mask oh, um, abyssal yeah, mask abyssal right mask. it's like an item like that like helps make your full ap team less shit right like maybe we maybe that's a systematic problem of riot needing stuff to make games not auto lost in champion select at a high level of play i'm, I'm saying this in air quotes because i don't want lower level players to say that their games are auto lost in champion select by any means mm-hmm. um but I, I i just think that it's something that is abused by high elo players does need to change but i think it needs a change at a way more root level than just saying hey dodging's harder whatever's harder yada 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 i think those are all very band-aid solutions in typical riot fashion to solving issues like this yeah right yep yeah, so I think that's like kind of the basis of it. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say on dodging? I think dodging's been something that people have talked about a lot. I just wanted to kind of like give a broader viewpoint of it and why yeah. it is problematic, especially at a higher level of play. I, I think it's just one of the many perspectives that falls down from the like the high elo players are the ones in most cases with a platform. Mm-hmm. Right, they're the LCS pros, they're the people doing, you know, Iron to Challenger, Unranked to Challenger, like, those those are the streams and the people with audiences, and so that perspective of, like, dodging is something you need to do sometimes, right, like, that is true for a lot of those players, but just, like, a lot of the concepts that they perpetuate... They don't really apply to the whole game mm-hmm. and or you know there's also like, like the everyone is shit who isn't the top three percent yeah. sorry no i'm in the top two percent now so anyone no actually i'm in the top point half percent yeah. so anyone yeah. who's not in challenger sucks like all of those attitudes just eventually like trickle down which is where you get you know a lot of this stuff and i think that's that's the big case here is that Hey, I saw a challenger dodge, and so I want to be challenger, so I should dodge too. It is not funny. A lot of times, probably not. <laughs> it is funny playing on like a like you say you're like trying to get a new account up so you can like learn a new character at a high low, and you're playing through gold, and someone calls someone like a piss low player. You're like, I don't know, man. Like you're gold. You're calling silver players. Yeah, piss you're, you're you're 300 games in gold with a 50 yeah. 50 win rate. It's just like. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> do think like the the trickle down 
toxicity from like yeah absolutely higher like level players is a not good thing that's why yeah. for example on this dodging issue i did want to like kind of phrase it as like i don't necessarily think this is a lower yellow like problem i don't obviously play in my main account in lower yellow by any means um but i do think this is an issue that stems from higher yellow that ideologically affects lower yellow rather than like actually affecting it it from my perspective yeah there's also just like less players there period so yeah. having to wait an extra three minutes for that 10th player in your bracket to actually be back available yeah. is a pain in the ass or you know again this i'm gonna dodge every other game because of the 15 players online right now who could be in my game two of them i refuse to play with like yeah. That doesn't happen when there's a pool of 10,000 people playing to pull from. Yeah, my, my average queue time at D1 it right now is five minutes, by the way. Whereas, like, I would say for typically, like, gold or, like, middle of player base, like, high silver, low gold, it's probably sub one minute, maybe 30 seconds-ish for, like, a queue. Which I think mm-hmm. definitely, it, like, changes how, how dodging it affects, like, the overall matchmaking system and stuff. So, that's awesome. Awesome. Good. Really good conversation about that. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Let's talk about uh, the next sort of dev blog, um, Manalist Champion slash Micropatching. Uh, so it's just asking Riot when they decide that a champion should be Manalist and when they decide a champion should be patched uh, a micropatch or something more, uh, more, I guess, large, uh, larger. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check that out. Pretty cool. Um, do you want to do the TFT set first and then we'll close out the news with the patch yeah i i do think the the dev blog on micro the micro oh, patches sure. and mana list thing isn't like that big of a patch it's more just saying like <laughs> i i would rather this this uh thing be about why characters are energy characters or health characters rather than mana characters i yeah, feel like most people I, I, very yeah. much understand that like blitzcrank is a mana character because his q has to hit or if it wasn't mana list, then they'd have to increase the cooldown by a ton because it's such a powerful ability. It has to be gated behind two make, two like different resources, time and mana, to make the ability mm-hmm. balanced, right? But I, I don't know. It feels like a very straightforward thing for this uh, dev blog. So it's not like the most impressive dev blog. It's still like interesting. I really do appreciate Riot putting out dev blogs like this, but uh, this is definitely not the, the most interesting one by any means. Yeah, for cool. sure. Should we hop into the patch? Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to run through the, the TFT. TFT. Uh, looks like this is the mid-set Yeah, update. Reckoning 2. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm going to just zoom through it. Uh, looks like they are dropping some of the forgotten characters. So Warwick, Victor, and Katarina are gone. They are changing the trait bonus, and it's now uh, going to be stacking victories, give you bonus uh, damage. And instead of a 369, it's a 2468 now. Uh, Dragon Slayers are gone. Trundle, Pantheon, and Mordekaiser are out of here. Uh, hmm. Diana is no longer a Dragon Slayer, but she is staying in the game. Um, and I don't know what they're giving her instead, it doesn't say. Uh, Coven is gone, so Lissandra de Blanc Morgana, they're out of here. Dipping out Kindred from Rangers, they are going to be putting in a different one to replace her. Uh, Rise is gone from the Abominations. Tarek is gone from Verdant, but Ash and Kale are sticking around. Uh, and Darius is gone. Only one true God King now, and that's Garen, baby. Interesting. Um, so we got some new characters as well as a new class. Uh, Cannoneer, it's a two, four, or six. 
uh, every fifth shot, cannoneers deal a percentage of their attack's damage in an explosion around the target. Uh, so Senna is going to be a tier one cannoneer, who is also a sentinel. Tristana is a tier two, also a hellion. Misfortune is a three cost forgotten. And Lucian is going to be a four cost sentinel. So it looks like they're adding in sentinel as a uh, source. Uh, hmm. Sentinel. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch. Three, six, nine. At the start of combat, Sentinel at the highest health gets shield and also gets attack speed. Uh, so we've got Olaf, one cost skirmisher. Senna, one cost cannoneer. Aurelia, two cost legionnaire slash skirmisher. Pike, he's back, tier two assassin. Uh, Rakan, three cost renewer. Galio, four cost draconic and knight. Hell yeah. Uh, Lucian, four cost cannoneer, and Akshan, five cost ranger, baby. So that's the the kindred replacement. It looks like he's going to be actually damage instead of a five cost ranger that you play as a support in the current <laughs> setup. Huh. Um, otherwise, there's some more legendary characters. Uh, so Gwen is going to come in as a mystic with a unique trait, inanimate. Uh, I'm not going to read through, but it looks like her ability does a bunch of damage, and that's about it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, because it was like four paragraphs. Uh, Garen is getting a bonus trait, Victorious, added on to his Dawnbringer and Knight, and that's going to be replacing the God King. Uh, when a Victorious character scores a kill, their next attack is empowered to deal 40% of the target's Missing health is bonus damage. Uh, again, Akshan is coming in as a five cost ranger. Uh, let's see here. It looks like, yeah, he's going to zip around the battlefield, shoot a bunch of people, reduce their armor, and do a ton of damage. And that looks like the set. So uh, I'm, nice. I'm pretty hyped for this. Um, I'm happy they're adding... Uh, Akshan as like another five cost carry because the current setup is like most of the carries are like four or three cost units and, and the only real five cost carry that people are playing right now is kale mm -hmm. uh, which i mean any any set that kale has existed in that's been the case um but i i i would prefer to have a little bit more variety I also prefer for you to be able to, like, win a 1v1 when you have a 5-cost 2-star and they have a, you know, 3-cost 2-star, but that's too much task sometimes. Awesome. Harsh but fair. Nice. Uh, let's get into patch 11.14. Uh, so we'll run through this really quick because there's a lot of, of changes in this one. Akali, her Q can no longer be cast when dashing with her E, and the ultimate base recast damage is decreased. So some nerfs for uh, from for Akali. Is this not a crazy way to change this character? Just like it's it's wild. Remember when they buffed her E to have 450 base damage, mm -hmm. and now they're just removing mechanics instead of nerfing the E damage. <laughs> yeah, yep. yep, it's it's wild. That, like she's the fucking like one of the flashiest characters with so many things to link together. And they're like, let's take one of those away instead of maybe just dropping the, the ability that we doubled the damage of. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Um, Darius is getting some uh, buffs back because he got Stridebreaker nerfed uh, and gutted a couple patches ago. So his passive is getting buffed and his E apprehend cooldown is getting buffed. Uh, Darius is a spooky character still, so watch out. He'll be back. God, I hate yeah. that his passive is getting buffed. <laughs> it's yeah. very annoying. That does a lot. It's wild. Uh, Mundo base attack speed is increased. Passive health regen now scales. Cooldown is increased early. Is that for, oh, for the passive? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Q now heals more when it hits a monster, and E now swats small monsters and does more damage to monsters. So uh, they're I've pushing played... him towards jungle. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, they're trying to get him. I mean, he's so he's like 50% win rate jungle mid, whatever. He's 40% win rate jungle, like 40 flat. Like, he is not a good jungle. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. they're trying to make him like playable. He's on like life support in the jungle right now. Um, that being said, I have played against a lot of Mundo because I played so much top recently, and I don't think Mundo's that OP. Like, outside of lane, I'm like, oh, he's just like slightly better, like old Mundo. But holy fuck, in lane is he the most fucking miserable player, a character to play against in the game. Yeah. Like, the fact that you have to hard CC him to break his passive, and then if he picks up his thing, he heals that damage back that, like, comes off his passive. Like, you have to practically play a character with two hard CCs to have a chance versus him, I find. Because, like, as a Mm -hmm. Tom Kench player, where my CC is, I auto-attack him three times, stun him, he breaks it, and then I have to auto-attack him three more times to stun him again. Um is very, very frustrating because the combination of his passive and his ultimate regen just feels like there's never an opportunity to kill that character. And maybe it's like not as bad on other characters, but holy fuck, in lane, he is a nightmare to play against. It's very frustrating. Um, <laughs> cool. Nice. Uh, Garen, his Q bonus movement speed has increased and the ultimate damage from targets missing health has increased. Oh. Um, yeah, buff Garen, buff Darius, buff Garen. Graves is getting 280. Pog Graves actually does do really well with 280. Like a lot of people meme this, like for most yeah. characters, but he actually is a character that. I mean, 280 is like more than 280 if you're like close to people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's really like 2.4 AD. <laughs> uh, and Lowy base movement speed up from 340 to 350. Who needs shoes? It's Poggers. pretty big. Uh, Speaking of uh, who needs shoes, not Aurelia, because her ankles are getting broken. Her legs are getting broken. <laughs> uh, base uh, health in Magic Resist decreased. Health growth increased. Her passive max stacks have been decreased. Bonus attack speed per stack decreased early, but increased later. Uh, empowered damage decreased. Q bonus damage to minions now scales the champion level. W damage reduction now works against magic damage. Maximum damage is increased. E can no longer be recast while CC'd. Ultimate has a new passive, uh, which is... It reduces the uh, Q cooldown um, by half a second, one and a half, and then two and a half before ability haste. Yeah, so it's a flat amount instead of a full reset, but you can still get the full reset if you have some CDR, I think is the point. Yeah, this is a fucking weird, like, mini well, rework for her. <laughs> they don't mention anything about her Q, like, not resetting anymore. Yeah, no, her Q's on, still... Like, minion kill or passive. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, it is no, reset. I... On the ulti proc, though. But no, no, no. So the ulti proc is off of her. Um, uh, uh, is off of her passive, where it applies the mark. Mm-hmm. So this is just a, a, an additional passive, yeah. like additional cooldown reduction oh, on top okay. of the. So it's the even more, even more. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's gonna be able to Q more, but basically everything else is worse. I guess except for her W. It, it's a lot of weird changes. I really don't 
think this is needed. The only thing, the only change I really like, and it's a nerf, which I don't think she needs nerfs. I think she's like kind of a weak character already right now. Is I like mm-hmm. the E change being uh, uh having like a minimum. Uh, well, I guess it's like it's always the same like cast time or whatever the missile travel time. Um, because like short dicking like two little like ease on someone yeah, and so immediately seeing them that was just so fucking hard uh, i guess that was like yeah. the downside is like you don't get as long of a stun but holy fuck in lane that was a miserable way uh to use that ability but that's probably yeah, a good change you didn't yeah. really need a long stun <laughs> in a lot of cases yeah um all right Wait, when you guys say long stun you mean like distance or distance duration yeah. Okay, okay. I was going to say. Yeah, no, just like, yeah. Like, I guess the only time that you use it for, like, long time is you drop it really far and then queue through a bunch of shit because then they couldn't see it yeah. coming. But, uh, yeah, the dropping two on top of each other was really, really annoying. So that's a nice change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivern, the base shield on his E has been increased at higher levels. Probably not a huge difference. I think he's already pretty good, personally. But um, mm-hmm. I thought so, too. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, I mean, like maybe a minus to still a minus but on the higher end <laughs> i mean this is this is a compensation buff because uh every support character in the game used uh battle song which got gutted last patch yeah. um that being said i've seen a couple moonstone ivern's already and uh he's still pretty good with moonstone so we'll have to see um cool then karma basic attack damage is decreased on karma because that's <laughs> holding her back uh i guess it is a pretty all right nerf though it's most, mostly for competitive play where she's played uh mid and top um because she's super safe so it's going to make her a little bit harder to like last hit and like get poke damage but for the general player base i don't think three ad on karma does anything (laughs) no no i don't think so either uh lilia also another huge change this patch base health regen is decreased armor is increased passive damage is increased and now heals q cost is increased the max stacks decreased uh that's the movement speed thing the bonus movement speed per stack is decreased and lasts longer uh, the cooldown now scales. Base damage is increased. W damage is increased. E cooldown is increased. The slow is now flat. The base damage is increased later. And the ultimate damage ratio is increased. Sleep duration is decreased. Slow decreased. And no longer increases over the duration. So lots of changes. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see how this changes her. Because it seems like they're keeping the spirit of the character while sort of just making her better i i like a lot of the changes like i at first i was like fuck they're increasing her passive damage fuck that's so gross but they also made her bowling ball like a much longer cooldown which was the main way of like proccing stuff like that um yeah which i think is good i think little changes like as much as i don't like her getting health like um for hitting stuff like the healing i do think that makes her a much fucking easier character to pilot i think she's a character that can have a very healthy clear but you have to be really fucking good at uh, juggling jungle monsters and like hiding them and i don't think the majority of the player base can do that properly so i think that's probably Mm -hmm. a good change overall um it at least allows her to be played at like lower levels of play um overall it seems really Mm -hmm. really good though yeah i I also love what a riot games thing you know there's a lot coming when the summary line is a paragraph. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Riot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, up next, a much uh, a shorter little patch note. Malzahar, base health is reduced. Q damage is decreased. So he loses 10% AP ratio on his Q and 27 base health. I mean, Malzahar Someone should... lost to Malzahar, right? <laughs> I-, I do think Malzahar is a character that should always be like, below 50% murder I think he's someone yeah, that you can pilot yeah. like any player can pilot you click R on people and you're probably playing the character to 80% effectiveness uh, sort of thing um, so it's fine if they like he's getting a little bit out of hand win rate wise or something so it's good mm-hmm. speaking of characters <laughs> getting oh out God. of hand win rate wise 
Uh, Nocturne, and what a what a fucking ankle breaking they did here. Uh, Nocturne, passive damage decrease versus minions. I do think that's oh, pretty. And big. Also not listed. Not, not also not listed is the healing is decreased versus minions, which I yeah. think is even bigger. Um. So yeah, it's, it's funny because they they in the summary it just says damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the actual description it says damage and healing are decreased yeah. by half. The 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 the, da- the healing is the biggest thing because lane knocked. Yeah. So first of all, Nocturne has the highest win rate in top mid and jungle three rolls um, yep <laughs> so that's problematic top and mid being because holy fuck how do you trade when he's in the middle of a wave and he procs his passive he heals for like i don't know like 200 like early like it's so good also his q is his q like ad steroid is makes him one of the hardest duelists in the game like level one so i think this yeah, is a huge even even if you somehow manage to do okay it's like he has the option to q auto kill the whole wave and then like never have to interact yeah for sure I, I really the do think this in... is a good change overall. I think Jungle Nocturne hasn't been that toxic, at least from what I've played, especially since Stridebreaker's been nerfed. Fucking Stridebreaker Nocturne yeah. was something else, but um, just Lane Nocturne, I think, was a little bit out of hand. So this is fine. I think this is good. I, I do think Stridebreaker was the biggest like cause of Nocturne's rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out having a 90% slow uh, <laughs> when you have a point-and-click engage from six screens away is really problematic. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to play against that. I didn't I didn't deal with any of that shit. On a on a character who ha- has hard CC that is that requires you to stay close for for a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah right. Like it, it just, it just combos so, so nasty together. Yeah. yeah, it's like we're gonna guarantee you get the fear, which was the only thing that was ever somewhat of a challenge, and, and it wasn't that hard to begin with. Yeah. Um, and of and of and of course they buffed the damage on it too when they removed the dash. Yeah. So it was doing a yeah. lot of damage too. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So. Um, so up next we have Rexai. Uh, the damage on Q1 is increased flat. On Q2 has been increased at higher levels. Um, this is probably pretty needed, especially since that character only has one damage ability. Um, <laughs> I do think the way they did this is really smart, though. I feel like no one's ever complained about like the the Q range damage, and I feel like the Q early game, like the the unburrow damage, like not the unburrow, the 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 prey seeker, the spin, the spin yeah. move, uh, that has always been almost too much damage early. So I like that they're only buffing it like later. So it feels like a really good change overall. It's re- it really seems like they I, understand I just the wish character. They would, sorry, I I just wish they would approach this character without just like okay numbers. Yeah, that's fair. Like. I don't know. Do something else. I, I feel like she's the ultimate like stat stick champion. Mm-hmm. Like if her if her numbers are high, she gets played. Yeah. So, uh, oh well. Um, Seraphine Q base damages or Q damage is increased. I think it's fine. So five percent more AP at all all ranks. Yeah. Uh, Not bad. Got some Shaco changes. Base health and movement speed reduced. Shaco has been played a lot, especially uh, jungle and support. So uh, they're making him a little mm-hmm. bit uh, less slippery with some of these changes, which I like. Uh, do you want me to also talk about minutes. the Tom Kench changes really quick? Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. You're yeah probably I was going to say equipped. you can run through these. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Tom Kench is getting a couple changes. They're trying to push him, like, not push him into support, but they're trying to make his support a little bit stronger because he's pretty bad in support right now. Uh, they're not trying to, like, nerf his, like, top and mid, though. Um, so his passive uh, yeah. bonus <laughs> damage now scales. His Q now deals passive damage on enemy champions. The heal uh, scaling has changed. The W cooldown refund... Uh, has like a bug fix to it and the cooldown and mana refund on it has been increased and the r base shield is increased early um ally self to slow is decreased early as well so uh to kind of just briefly go over these changes his passive damage is a nerf to his uh like on hit damage level one and then it evens out level two and then at level 
18 is plus 5 damage. Um, so, like, overall, you'll be doing slightly more damage with your passive. Not by, like, enough to, like, call this a buff, but, like, it is a slight buff. Um, the bigger change is that this passive damage now applies on your Q. So, like, late game, you're going to be doing 40, 60, whatever extra damage on your Q, which is a pretty fucking big number buff, in my opinion. Uh, that does come with the change of he's a little bit less, like, tanky and sustaining because his Q percentage missing health heal has been changed from 10% down to 6% at late game, um, but it does have a flat amount. So in laning phase, when you're above 800 HP, um, this is like, this is like a decent, whatever, like it, typically 800 HP is the breaking point, I think, if I did the math on it right. Like depends on obviously what, obviously what your total HP is, but um, early to mid game, 800 HP will kind of be the breaking point of when your Q heals you more or less. So if you're above 800 HP, it'll be a buff. If you're below 800 HP, it'll be a nerf. Um, but this is great for laning phase. Having more sustain in laning phase is always good for characters, uh, especially if you're playing should, top or support. They should just full send and make his Q apply all on hit effects <laughs> so I can play full crit, Ken. Yeah. If, if only he got, had his rework in the off season when they were doing that. Yeah, really. Um, in the preseason. <laughs> uh, w, uh, they fixed a bug where the cooldown, cooldown refund didn't scale properly with the ability haste, so like, <laughs> it would do the cooldown refund and then apply ability haste after or whatever, so you could have it up like 100% oh, of the time, weird. as long as you had like a certain amount huh. of ability haste. Uh, so they fixed that, and they're giving it a little bit more uh, cooldown and mana refund, which is fine. I don't think this is a like, huge part of the ability anyways. And then his Art of Hour is getting a bigger base shield level 1, which is really, really nice. It kind of felt a little bit low level 1, um, and they're reducing the ally self-slow, which is good. I don't think the ally self-slow should be a huge part of it, especially since it's his ultimate ability now. Um, that being said, we'll go to the the bug fixes and whatever at the end of the thing but they didn't fix his biggest bug this patch uh which makes me want to die um he has a cool bug guys where characters like shen with his w to make him like uh, untargetable Jax with his e to make him untargetable or Tima with his blind that makes you like not hit stuff if you apply stacks to one of those three characters and then get blinded auto into Jax e auto into shen w you drop all your stacks off of them Oh yikes! Yeah, so those lanes are unwinnable. That is a massive bug. Those are just yeah. unwinnable lanes, and they have not fixed that bug. So uh, hopefully Jesus. they'll fix that next pack. <laughs> so let me just confirm. So you're saying like if you had stacks and then you miss an auto attack for one of those reasons, yeah. it's not that it doesn't apply; it's that it drops. Them it all. drops. Yeah, if you have two stacks on team when he blinds, you need to go for the another auto. It will Fuck. drop your all your stacks off. That's dumb. That's <laughs> bullshit. Is it? Yeah. Is it any stacks that that that, that works out, yeah. or is it specific number? Uh, it's any stacks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah so it's 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 crazy that they haven't fixed that because i just don't Jesus. play tom kench into those lanes anymore because that is uh yeah. it, it's really That's hard wild. yeah jeez um cool. that is outrageous truly outrageous yeah. just like our boy Tarek and his gems but uh they're buffing him the cost of his q and e are going down because they cost a billion mana <laughs> and they took all the mana out of the game this season yeah <laughs> I like this change a lot. I like the E change. Um, I I think the Q still costs a lot of mana, but the fact that you can cast it so frequently is pro it's probably a good thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm excited to, to give it a shot. Uh, Zin Zhao, W cooldown is increased later. This character uh, is kind of a menace. He's so. the Ezreal of jungle. Good, uh, good nerf. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, and then Ziggs is getting some mana reduced. Um, Ziggs is kind of crazy right now. Uh, I'm glad he's What's getting... his current base mana now after the change? 420. Nice. 60 mana is like a fair nice. bit though. Like that is a full ability. Yeah. That's like pretty big. Uh, then yeah. items. Do you want quickly want to run us through the items, Nick? Yeah, we'll just do it quick. 
Deadman's Plate has uh, five more armor. Stridebreaker is getting some changes. Uh, more, it gives more attack damage, less health. Uh, the slow is, is not going to be 90% anymore. It's just a flat 40 for three seconds. Um, and then the Orn upgrades uh, as well. We've got some visual effects upgrade uh, updates for Zillion, a uh, couple new for Lucian and for Renekton. So fix some bugs. Uh, and then the ultimate spellbook game mode is out. So this is the mode where it's it's sort of like ability draft. Uh, you pick your character and then you, you pick the extra ultimate to go with it. Um, so you can look at the list of all the characters that are there. Uh, super exciting to uh, to give that a shot. Um, I'm probably going to be hosting a community night focused around that in the near future. Yeah. So pay attention to that. Um, chat restrictions are, are changing. Uh, they're going to be issued in three and seven day increments rather than 10 and 25 game increments. Uh, and then lots of bug fixes as well as the Sentinel skin line for Vayne, Aurelia, Diana, Riven, Olaf, uh, and we've got Ruined Pantheon and Ascended Pantheon Prestige Edition. These are some of my favorite skins they've released in a while, by the way. All of the Sentinel ones? The Sentinel ones are so fucking gas. It's nice. crazy. Um, there's some more coming next patch, which uh, we'll just like, I just want to quickly spoil them. There's like a Pike one, which might be one of my favorite skins in the game. And then there's a Ruined Misfortune. And holy fuck, I'm so excited for that skin. I love Misfortune as a character, and that skin it might be my favorite Misfortune skin in the game. And it's coming like uh, next patch. But holy fuck, these are yeah. these are so sick. I'm so excited for this entire event. Um, they've done yeah, a really good job. Yeah, these look like really hype skins, man. I just I just took a look at them for the first time. Woo. Yeah, it's it's cool. I'm so excited. Hell yeah! Uh, and then the the Prestige Edition obviously is going to be obtainable with the uh, Prestige points yeah. from or from the. Uh, from the, the event that's coming prestige idea for like having a ruined pantheon but having like an ascended version before we got yeah ruined is so i love fucking it cool <laughs> i love it it's awesome yeah um and then uh we've got um chromas for vein uh sentinel vein aurelia diana riven olaf pantheon uh and they're going back and giving one to karma draven and shivana nice so pretty pretty cool that is the whole patch it is uh it is that was a long patch mm-hmm. um so we're gonna we're gonna move along um, to competitive league. So Licorice signed with uh, Golden Guardians, um, and I believe that uh, not listed here, FlyQuest has subbed out their entire uh, <laughs> LCS roster for their academy roster. Yeah, shit's shit's a little fucked for FlyQuest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I love FlyQuest. I really do. I like uh, I like their jersey. I like how they've done all the like the Earth Quest, Sea Quest, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like yeah. that's that's fucking B Quest. <laughs> really good way to brand your lower placing lcs team to have fans that's i think their yeah. marketing has been fucking fantastic but what the fuck's going on <laughs> with the management and yeah. players i feel so bad for their team but uh that sucks uh hopefully they do well i think this is kind of like them saying our our season's kind of done we'll just try to restructure and retool for next year so it's a hail mary right yeah like, we're gonna try it we're gonna try our best because there's no like obviously something is wrong now so let's just Let's just set it on fire and see what happens. Yeah. CLG probably needs Which to do I the can, same. I can but. respect. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish CLG would. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. They, they, CLG did sign a new coach, mm-hmm. a new head coach. Um, the I believe it was the individual who founded Evil Geniuses. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that turns out. 
Um, awesome. Let's move into the roundtable. Yeah, we got... Uh, so last week's roundtable question was, what is your favorite League of Legends streamer slash content creator? Or uh, which content creator do you recommend, I guess? Uh, from our Twitter, we got a bunch. One from Rainbow Honeysuckle. They say, man, Voiboy is always a classic along with Shifter, but I think Shifter is uh, leaning away from League. As for YouTubers, Ross Boomsocks and Vandrill are two of the more interesting ones. Lunar Lunatic said, Aoki for support, super entertaining. Huzzy for educational content. Bob Quinn is also hilarious. He's a LeBlanc main and plays a variety of champions when the block is trash blob quinn also used to be a pro player i'm pretty sure uh <laughs> i'm pretty sure i could be wrong though uh randy johnson said uh probably just ross boomsticks for at this point i watched tobias hmm. fates youtube for the uh trolling i used to watch cutie and dyrus but they don't do videos in league anymore i actually do recommend sneaky for if for nothing else the editing there's so much information that gets put in those videos and then last from twitter uh from downgrade falco he says for analytical content on lpl lec and lcs i go to i will dominate face check the crackdown his co-stream provides banger content uh flame in in-depth and in-depth discussion uh about all aspects of the game and the scene yeah i will dominate's doing um uh he's commentating lpl this week like on the official broadcast the official oh that's English- awesome yeah that's super i saw cool. that but i wasn't sure uh that's that's sick yeah it's really cool um anyways from our facebook page christoph said if you're jungler i recommend king sticks he, he has lots of videos uh with a lot of different junglers not just the current meta ones informative videos elliot says i have to say my boy sneaky he's just too much fun to watch and the other is night blue three i think he's funny and just good at the game from our Discord, I grabbed a couple. Uh, one from the Slater. He says, "My favorite has got to be uh, Bohemian uh, Boy, uh, Bohemian Lore Boy Necrit. Uh, don't know what the fuck is happening with the weekly short stories uh, that get put <laughs> out every week on LOL Universe. Uh, well, head over to Necrit and he'll tell you what you need to know and what to leave out. He also does little basic animations to help you follow along the story. Yeah, I think lore content Necrit probably does the best lore content currently." Uh, for League of Legends. Uh, Muf, uh, Mufet says, uh, for YouTube, I recommend Happy Chime Noise. He makes video about cheesy uh, one-trick ponies like Heimerdinger Support or AP Sesh Mid. Each time he explains the strat, build runes, uh, so when you finish the video, you can try it yourself. It's funny because I actually stole a video idea from Happy Chime Noises. That was our uh, mini-game stream video that we put out. Uh, that, that actually oh, that's from, awesome. That was from his <laughs> channel before he blew up. That was like, he used to just do like fun videos with friends and stuff. So uh, hmm. he definitely does very different content than that, but that was a good video content uh, concept. Uh, last but not least from Wild Thane, he says, oh my God, I just noticed no one met- mentioned Exile. The guy makes God tier documentary style content about League and I watch his stuff avidly. I think Exile makes, yes, some of the best uh, League comment, uh, documentary type content. Him and uh, Bay, I think, make the best probably. Uh, this week's roundtable question, though, is what is your opinion on Riot's last year of champion releases? Have they been well-designed slash balanced? Too many or too few? What would you like <laughs> to see in the future? Was this inspired by our uh, discussion today in the Discord? A little bit. I, I think it's always interesting to like kind of turn yeah. discussions into... I mean, if people want to discuss them, and it's probably a good question to ask, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, personally, I mean, I'll go first. Uh, personally, I think um, Riot's design team has been uh, in terms of champion releases like pretty spot on with uh i I think the the type of characters that need to come out going forward um i think they've all been super well designed uh maybe not the most balanced that we've ever seen but i I think we're approaching a point where they're pretty balanced you know which is all that you can ask for um in my opinion um i think the amount of champions is pretty pretty okay i wish there were more but i i think that would be kind of a balancing nightmare um so i, I don't i don't really have anything that i'd like to see in the future i just want to see i guess where riot takes character or uh champion development because i think they do a really good job yeah what about um, you colton yeah i think i'm a little bit uh back from nick i mean 
I think that the characters have been very well designed. Um, I think, like you were saying, the balance wasn't great, but is leveling out like <laughs> it typically does. If something is released weak or broken, they, I mean, they they work towards fixing it. Um, too many or too few. I, I mean, I think it's a pretty good number. Um, I am not a big fan of a lot of the new characters, mainly because I just haven't really played them, but I haven't been playing a whole lot of League this year, period. Um, but what I like to see in the future, I mean, to me, the biggest thing is I, I want to see older characters adjusted, reworked, fixed, and I want to see items in that same vein of adjustments, adding new items. You know, I, I'm all for new characters in the game, but I don't want characters to fall behind in the dust and be unplayable or nearly unplayable. And I think that a lot of characters that are older, like the only ways they get play is if their numbers are fucked, if they get a rework or they have some kind of cool interaction with a new item or new build. Um, and I think that, you know, the more reworks updates we get and the more unique situational items, it's like, Hey, maybe, uh, I don't know who's a character that's not really popular. Even like, I don't know, Caitlyn, like she's not great right now. Cause her numbers aren't super mm -hmm. great compared to some of the other eight carries. Like, okay, maybe they add an 80 carry item that your damage scales partially with character range. And it's like, okay, well, wait, like that's pretty fucked on Caitlyn and Kha'Zix or Kogma and Senna. Yeah. But like not on anyone else. But then it's like, okay, cool. We also added an item that it's like, if you're a ranged character playing at short range, you do nutty damage. It's like, okay, cool. Now Samira and Lucian have that mega outplay potential. It's like, yeah, I'm going melee as AD carry because I get plus 15% damage if I do that. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's that's what I would want to see in the future is just them trying to add more to bring some of the lower end of characters' pick rates. Like, I, I want them to be more viable, and I also don't want one character to sit at number one for, like, nine months or three years a la Kaisa. Yeah. <laughs> hate that. Hate that shit. Um, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as for myself, I've been, like, a pretty big uh, spokesperson for, I think, typically newer characters are stronger, but I also don't think that's a bad thing. I think, uh, typically, if you want to have unique new characters on a consistent basis, then you have to innovate, and typically innovation means pushing boundaries. Um, like, obviously, we saw, like, the, the memes about, like, oh, Silas steals all, Viego steals entire characters' kits, yada, yada, yada. Like, you're just always, like, expanding. But I don't think that's bad for the game by any means. I think Riot's designers are some of the best in the business. I think they, I think the only people who rival them are, like, people who make, like, Overwatch characters. I think the Overwatch characters all fit crazy well into the the ecosystem of that game and i think league of legends is like uh up there like dota as well like obviously like these are some of the best games for character designs um that imagine being... imagine saying the people who put out bastion are good <laughs> i mean like i think bastion's like okay, the only like bastion. standout character from overwatch that's like not yeah that doesn't absolutely. fit within that I'm realm just, yeah. and i also think that he's like a character that is obviously like a bad character like he's probably the worst character in the game but he's still frustrating to play against but outside of like bastion yeah. like fuck man overwatch has every single character is well fucking designed and i think that's cool mm -hmm. um but as for number of characters in league i would like to see them 
tone it down a little bit. I think six is a little bit high for them to shoot for. They're aiming for five year, uh, sorry, six year, one in every roll plus an extra one every year. I think that could easily be three and people would be satisfied. Like every two years, your roll at least gets a character. I think that's like not a big deal at all, it, especially if they could get some re- more reworks and stuff in the mix. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely. I, if, I also think, just really quick on that yeah. point of like, none of these characters come out in one role yeah right like like jumping back to set at one point being competitive in five roles mm-hmm. i think when gwen was released people were like okay is she a top laner is she a jungler is she a mid laner seraphine was supposed to be a mid laner and ended support but you can also play already carry it's like n- none of these newer characters with all of these options are actually just one role like right viego can play in top can mm-hmm. play in mid can play in jungle like you don't need five characters to cover five roles. Yeah, I would also be fine like if like they're they covered every single role in a year, like but have it be like, um, for example, Akshan is designed as a top laner slash mid laner, so that covers top and mid for the year. Like I think that would be a fine way of doing it. So you'll cover your five mm-hmm. roles, or, but like it, you could have yeah. like multi role characters, right? You can have a jungler who's also like a mid laner or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. or hey, we released an AD carry, a mid laner, and a top laner. And we reworked a jungle and a support. Yeah, I think that's like an absolutely fine way of doing it. Uh, that being said, I think Riot's design team is like one of the best in the business, uh, and I'm really happy to see what they have to uh, do in the next year. So, cool. If they want, to, oh, yeah. if you want to tell us uh, what your opinion is on Riot's last year of champion releases, you can hit us up on our Facebook page or our Twitter at Leadcast. Send us an email at mail at leadcastpodcast.com or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's leadcastpodcast.com/discord. Nice. Uh, let's talk about um, mail fight. The first email is from Tango, fellas. I heard the duo about last week, and I wanted to share my own. It's very fun and has great uh, game potential, assuming your jungler knows where bot lane is. Leona and Galio bought a building Everfrost and one or both building Lichbane and a Shackles item. If you can chain CC properly with both having an item to root and having three CC abilities each, their carry won't be moving anytime soon. Can't wait to try it out on community night. And thanks for reading this appropriate length email. Tango. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That seems really good. You're a bad person. (laughs) Into like one melee character. Yeah. (laughs) This one person does not get to have any fun. Yeah, for real. Uh, next email from Matt. Hey guys, Matt here from Little Old Roll, Rhode Island. I'm listening to the show for about a year now, which is about the same amount of time I've been playing League. I've been hesitant to email into you guys, but I was listening to the Zed Talks Fixing Champions for the S Champs video that you guys had just posted on YouTube, and I decided this was it. You guys twisted my arm. <laughs> Hands down, the best Singe rework idea I've ever heard, and also the best rework idea y'all have come up with. Sorry, Nick, you get no credit here. This was all Aiden and Colton. I'm gonna be honest, I have zero Singe games played on my account, so don't take my word for it, but I love the idea so much it deserved a way too long email that I am most sorry for. Love the show and all three of you. Thank you for being you. Yeah. Okay, but was... now listen to our Sona one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, our Sona hey. one's just as good, man. <laughs> but, uh, 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 the syndrome sick. Our Sona one is super dope, but like, I think conceptually that Singe one has got to be like top three of our yeah. rework ideas ever. I agree. Oh, yeah, so good. If you want to know what that is, check out our YouTube channel or get on Patreon and listen. Give to us that. one dollar. Yeah, give us one dollar to hear the greatest rework idea ever proposed to League of Legends. And did they do it? 
find know, out in scared. five years when they still haven't done it. They're too scared. They wouldn't give Mundo the, the ability to rip out a cleaver. Yeah, they wouldn't. They were too afraid to let him tear <laughs> out cowards over there. <laughs> They'll never. They'll, <laughs> look what they have to do to imitate a fraction of our power. <laughs> uh, thanks, Matt. Next email is from Nicholas. Question for the podcast. Which champion skin would be the most powerful if it was randomly put into our world? As an Urgot one trick, I always thought that giant enemy Crabgot would be really insane if he was just chilling in the ocean, Nicholas. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's got to be like. Aurelian soul. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just any like Aurelian uh, soul skin. No, it's definitely, like just... it's definitely Bimo. I mean, he's a bee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, he, he just makes mushrooms everywhere. Like, and you'll just fucking die, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do to stop that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's probably, real life. it's probably Aurelian or Bard or like one of the cosmic scale characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like Chef Ken. To... She fucking makes like mean meals. <laughs> Hell and yeah. even I mean, and but now we're just like which character, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's true. No, I was just saying like he just makes like really good food, and that's like a scary thing to deal with. Oh, that's planet. it. He's a he's a he's a chef Tony character. <laughs> I <see>. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Was that a JoJo's reference? Yeah. <laughs> it sure was. Awesome. Thanks, Nicholas. Next email is from Metridium. Hey, Lee Casters. Have you ever lost confidence on a champion after being beaten particularly badly? Uh, I have this problem. I'll play champion for a while, decide I really like them, and then when something goes wrong, I can never touch them again. Most egregious example would be Shivana, a champion I used to call uh, one of my all-time favorites, but lately I can't stomach picking her. Last time I played Shivana, I was butt-blasted by Xin Zhao <laughs> so hard I decided to quit jungling because I was trying to be mindful of routing and camp timers while the Zins of the world just roll their faces across the keyboard. Mm-hmm. To this day, I don't have the confidence to play Shivana against humans, especially <laughs> considering I feel like I'll look dumb playing the 80 on-hit juggernaut build when everyone and their grandmother seems to want to play the AP gimmick build that, quite frankly, just makes an already weak champion even more useless. I'm at a loss about what to do here when it comes to having an autofill jungle pick. There aren't any other junglers I'm even remotely interested in. Shivana makes me feel powerful and I love getting big and running around roughshod in enemy teams like I'm Kane or the Big Show from WWE. Uh, <laughs> no other champion makes me feel as unstoppable as Shivana. When a game goes right for you, you can literally just drag in at the entire enemy team until you're blue in the face and they can't do anything to stop you. I love watching enemy teams run away from me because I'm just that damn big. Is there a way to recapture that magic? Is Shivana even remotely playable, or am I throwing the game? If I don't play a brain-dead ganking jungler like Xinjiao. Thanks for all you do. It was a pleasure to meet you dudes when I stopped by the Discord the other day. Metridium. Um, Well, I mean, good news is if you're worried about playing against humans, uh, everyone who's not top six is subhuman yeah um, so yeah if you're not laning against like faker or you know you're, you're pretty good on that in, in that regard um I, I mean i i definitely have experienced this i don't know about you two of like a character or role like losing confidence in it uh the, the worst case for me was probably like a few years back when i was like higher d1 and then, like, I was playing AD carry a decent amount back then, 
And I had a couple games against, like, actually good, like, high master 80 carries. And I'm like, damn, I'm dog shit at this role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I mean, I mean, think that happens to me. It's, it's why I stopped playing mid lane this season. Um, you know? I, th- I think that sort of happens to everyone. I, I, yeah. The amount of times we see in the Discord, like, oh, top is useless. Oh, 80 carries useless. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, as for other junglers that aren't shivana but are kind of like that or like do you have any characters period that make you feel that way of like i just get to run into their team and do what i want um i i feel like scion kind of fits that i don't think jungle scion is necessarily that great but i also just want to say fuck it sounds like you just want to play shivana just play shivana you know yeah if um you'd all like if you're just having the I don't think she's the best jungler in the game. I don't think she's a, a great jungler. She's like um, B tier compared to. She's almost fifty yeah, percent win rate compared to some of the other compared to some of the other characters. But like, if you're having fun and and that's the character that you want to play the most, like, the, it, it's a video game. You should be having fun above everything else. Yeah, I would say maybe if if you really want to try something a little different, and particularly maybe something uh, heavier on the gank side, if you feel that like. A weakness of your play is that you farm too much and aren't ganking. Uh, hit up my my boy Zachary. Yeah, he, he checks all of your boxes. Get big. Bang is the biggest in the <laughs> whole game. Running all over the enemy team and watching them run away. Exa- you dive in from two screens away and just bounce on them. And I mean, what's scarier than a dragon? A blob of goo, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um. And you just you just like splash all over them and you goo on them and then they die. So maybe maybe check out Zach. Um, also, I just want to like, just play Shivana. I, I I also don't think Winner is like that important. Like uh, I mean, mm-hmm. not to I'm not trying to flex, right? But like I play Tom Kench top and Tom Kench top is the second lowest win rate top laner in the game and he's the lowest win rate top laner at my elo, right? And it's not like that. <laughs> changes the fact that i've won most of my games playing him you know what i mean yeah. like you can play anything and win on it it's just like it will feel bad sometimes when people play like the most meta thing especially in like roles like jungle i jungle and ad carry i think are the two roles where like yeah, it feels like you probably get dunked on by meta stuff a little bit harder than other roles like if, if they're playing nocturnes and zao fiddle zach it's like stuff like that you're probably gonna get dunked on a little bit similar to like if the enemy bottom laner is playing like vein siver gin shit like that right and you're playing like just like a lucian or something doesn't mean you can't win on games on lucian it's just that those that role gets dunked on a little bit harder by meta but yeah i agree thanks matridium um next email is from your friendly neighborhood root vegetable beetroots uh hey guys it's beetroots back again with a four fun question and a potentially hopeful uh helpful question between the three of you who do you think is the best player at certain aspects like macro mechanics etc and who do you think is the best overall player and for the potentially helpful question any advice for melee laners without a direct mobility spell like sets movement speed but lack of dash to play into ranged laners like a timo quinn Vane? uh sorry if y'all have talked about this before in uh for the long not really email uh, let's see. Uh, I I'm, I mean, mechanically, I don't think I'm the best. So I'll go ahead and, and throw that out there. Uh, um, I would say when Colton's to, actually playing. Names. I would say when Colton's actually playing the game, he's the most mechanical. I'd say, like, Colton, I hate to say it right now, man. You're probably the worst for, like, everything right now. 
uh not that oh, like yeah, yeah. Not, he hasn't played in six yeah that's what i mean you just don't play the game and i also think you're like super rusty but like i'd say typically colton is like the most mechanical player yeah, yeah. um i would say typically nick has the best macro game sense um like overall i think like tip i think like it, it, this is not really a thing like it's definable but i think i'm the best solo queue player out of you guys like i think i know how to play for team and I, stuff like that more than you guys do um I think you just. I think you know how to play the solo queue game like better than we do as well. Like knowing when to dodge. Like uh, both Colton and I get into like, well, I can't possibly lose another game. Yeah. Like mindsets. <laughs> like which like or, is obviously yeah. not good. It's really funny. Like I mean, something I have to work on. I've been trying to work on while playing on my Smurf, but like my CS on top lane Tom Kench man at like fucking <laughs> so D1. bad. I'm playing at D1 top lane and I'm averaging like <laughs> three to four CS a minute, which. Isn't great for oh. if the, for those who know, but that's because like literally I'll go to lane, I'll push up my lane right, and then bottom lane will get ganked like two minutes in, and I'll just TP bottom. I'll TP bottom level two. My I'll be doing it with Trevor. He'll be playing mid. He gets ganked like a level three. I'll just TP mid, and <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like I'll fucking just torpedo my lane to give like my team like <laughs> a lead, and it's so bad for me. But like that's how you win solo queue, man. You just have to get your team ahead, and then if you if you can play low econ, you're so fucking good. And I just like average like mm-hmm. four cs a, a minute now <laughs> it's so fucking bad. it was so funny watching your stream the other day when you said like man i really get, like you pulled up your numbers yeah. and you're like I-, I gotta really focus on my cs and then i missed everything <laughs> and the, yeah the first game like that that happened yeah you know you 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 tanked your lane uh and i think you guys ended up winning that but it's just it's just funny yeah uh, that, that that's how that played out yeah mm-hmm. i'm very good at playing yeah, the solo I, queue I, game <laughs> yeah yeah i i think like by far it, it like it wasn't the categories he defined but like at winning games of solo queue aiden is aiden is the best <laughs> solo queue like gamer um i i think yet generally my mechanics are pretty up there i think macro we have very different styles and yeah. i think that macro <laughs> it, I, I would say macro i think aiden and nick you guys are both above me generally I think I'm probably a better team fighter in some senses. That's weird because like, I've never seen you in one of my fucking team fights ever. Hey, uh. <laughs> Nick, when you were an AD carry player, I think you were the worst macro player I've ever seen in all League of Legends for your rank. Oh, absolutely. You would just like we'd just be like <laughs> yeah. fighting on the map, and you just always just be bottom lane pushing tower. <laughs> I gotta hit turrets. You were you were like you're like. Quinn, man, he's just like, no, I can't, I can't save your R and my entire team of dragon because there's a cannon minion right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I think, like, again, like even within that subset where it's like, for me, I think one of my best skills as a player is in team fighting of like seeing the opportunity to start a fight or like mm-hmm. hit yeah. a crucial ability, as opposed to I think. Like, Aiden is much better at playing around and, like, tracking everything that's happening. And I think that's, like, an aspect of playing Tom Kench, of, like, knowing the right time to eat an ally to save them from a big ability or interrupt Mm -hmm. somebody with a stun at the right time. And, like, you know, Nick, you normally, again, as an AD carry player from earlier on, it's like, you're sitting around the outside of the fight just like dishing out damage like oh cool you're oh wait you haven't taken any damage yet that's pretty hype and i'm just like bitch i'm a dive in (laughs) yeah i do think um in general i am a much safer player than 
than than you yeah. guys. Oh, safe safety. Like it um, almost that's, that's <laughs> almost every single question. aspect. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if it's a if it's a question of who's the safest player. It's like Nick all the way over in left field, <laughs> Aiden in like left center, yeah. and I'm like out in the stands with the Colton's people playing in right basketball. Field. Yeah. yeah, and I'm playing <laughs> basketball. Like, you know what I can do? I can probably one v four right now. I know I'm like five oh, and, and six. five, mm-hmm. but I can probably pull this off. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta try. I gotta Colton, learn to test it. I I do think Colton is the best at farming as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for yeah. better or for worse, <laughs> yeah. for worse most of the time. Um, what do we do as a melee la- character without direct mobility that play into range laners? Um, I can answer this because I play a melee character and I play top the lane that gets sure. dick the most by range characters. Uh, you just, I mean, melee characters are typically just stronger characters, right? They typically have more armor, mm-hmm. more magic resist, more health scaling, all those things. Um, if it's like really oppressive lanes, I think Quinn's like probably up up the, the most uh, oppressive because she's pretty safe and she like has a really really good poke you just wait for jungler uh but in like the teemo veins whatever lane you can just kind of brute force some things you can also wait on items right typically these characters are there's not very many ranged characters that are also low econ tanks right uh therefore if you just build like say it's vein you just build your ninja what are ninja happy's called now um steel guard plated steel caps plated steel caps steel if caps. you just build plated steel caps into bramble you have so much efficiency in your items that like that mm. ranged versus melee advantage kind of gets diminished a fair bit you can just run in at them and like yeah you take some damage but it's not nearly as much as it should be just based on your items being so good at countering her or them um so i, I think that you just have to place for jungle ganks uh or like play for item efficiency versus these characters remember your like melee characters are just way more like uh efficient in like their scalings and like armor magic or stuff like that Subscribe to the Hotshot GG Church of melee characters, kiting range characters. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's kind of hard, but yeah, Aiden, Aiden touched on the fact that melee characters are usually more powerful. Yeah. So, uh, alternatively, take Dorn Shield and Second Wind, and then yeah, really <laughs> sustain. And don't have to interact with the game at all. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Beatroots. Next email is from Nitrous God. What's up, boys? Nitrous God, back again. This time with an idea that's been stewing in my head for roughly four years now. (laughs) One of the things that a lot of people uh, I talk to say about League is that it's too hard or takes too much time to really understand. That got me thinking, what if there was a series of five champs, uh, lore could even be built around these characters, who are almost junior champs, who leveled (laughs) up with you as your account did? The abilities were simple, but also complex enough to where an advanced character could see the complexity between the lines. Uh, sorry for the long email, but I've had this idea for years and wanted to get your thoughts on it. Nitrous God. Um, I mean, I, I think at this point, it, that's just old characters. Yeah, typically. Right? Like, that's that's just Garen and, like, mm-hmm. Ash and, and, like, the simple like archetype defining characters <laughs> are the the training wheels and it's like okay play ash or caitlin to understand how an ad carry works and then start doing weird samira Aphelios shit mm-hmm. it, right or like you know if you want to learn how to play mid 
pick like any artillery mage or even like Annie where it's just like you throw a bunch of spells and they do damage and the order kind of matters but not really and then like once you're good at that then you maybe start playing like the Cassiopeia's or you know more maybe melee characters or you know things where you have to do very specific orders yeah or get some cancels go- like or wa- it's just the old characters at this point yeah walford said for jungle um warwick is a great example of like a like kind of just like heals himself you don't really have to care about stuff his ganks are pretty straightforward uh he literally has a mechanic that shows you low hp characters <laughs> um, yeah c- come here <laughs> yeah come here gank these people like it's yeah it's pretty straightforward like there's definitely training wheels characters and yeah they typically are the original characters but I don't think your idea is bad. Though. Yeah, it's not. Like it's, having, it's cool. But but that would be, I, I think, for someone who's like not played a computer game ever before, yeah. maybe. Something like that. But, <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea. Thanks, Nitrous God. Last email is from Wolfie. Hey, guys. Wolfie here. Uh, new follower of the podcast and first mail in. Loving it so far and used to play a bit of League with Aiden years ago. Oh, I have two questions. How far back should I uh, listen back to episodes? Do they eventually become too out of date from past patches? Uh, and then question two, I started playing back at the end of season one, played for years. Then I took a few years uh, off of learning of playing the game and just came back a month or two ago. Is there anything I need to learn? I've been maining support, uh, but I'm not sure if I want to keep playing this role or try something new. Are there champs I should play to try out other roles to find out what I want to main? Thanks and keep being awesome, Wolfie. Um, so question one, I mean, it, it really depends on, on what you're asking or, or on what you're interested in. The... As far as I'm concerned, and I think we've talked about this before, our episodes are very time sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that we're talking about today could be completely out of date, you know, even as soon as like two weeks from now, I would say. So I I, I don't know. It, de- it depends on you. If you obviously, if you like to listen to it, I, I'll say, please keep listening. Thank you for, for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, but there's... if it's to glean information, I would say they're probably not that valuable yeah yeah if you're trying to learn about the game the only thing that's going to do is give you a historical window which is not Mm -hmm. a whole lot i mean like the the emails and like the jokes will keep up and some of the like conversations about game philosophy will keep up right when they adjusted crit what like three seasons ago in the preseason when they did like that big change and then 80 carries were dog shit for like a year. That was this season. That was this preseason. No, it wasn't. It, it, where they changed crit and crit damage in no. Infinity Edge? He means no, um, I'm not yeah. talking about. I'm, I'm talking about two or three years ago when like they, they messed with the 80 carry items. And then like for that next six months, 80 carries weren't a thing. And you played yeah. like Yasuo bottom and Ziggs bottom and everything but an 80 Okay, carry. I don't remember that. <laughs> it was like season um, eight or nine. I probably blocked it out of my I think it was season. Yeah, I think it was season eight. But like we had a long conversation about 80 carry itemization okay. and, and the way that crit works like that conversation would still hold up obviously the specifics of certain items wouldn't um but it's yes yeah, it's, it's very like situational where there's going to be some segments that are going to be still fine and some that are like what do you think is going to happen at worlds yeah <laughs> i wonder yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, yeah, if you're enjoying them, listen to it. Uh, I would say if you get to patch notes or discussions of like, what's a meta build right now, also feel free to just fast forward over that shit. Like yeah. get to the good stuff. If you're, enjoying unless we have it. a sponsor, 
Yeah, yeah. If, if we have a sponsor, you have to listen to the whole thing twice. Yeah. And even though uh, we don't get paid by them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. It's just hey, we want our sponsors to know that we support their shit years after they stop yeah, giving us money. Exactly. <laughs> because we're we're not looking out for our own best interest. Uh, and then Legends players, after all. To your second question, I feel like that is, I I feel like that's kind of too big of a question to ask or to even answer. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I don't. We don't know when you left, but even if you did, like, we don't have a comprehensive list of all the things that have that has changed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. going over that list and the influence that it's had on the game, and that like comparing league then to league now would just take way too long. I guess. Um, I I would just sort of like maybe watch. Uh, there there are a lot of uh, YouTubers and streamers who will do like patch rundowns. Um, I believe LS still does yeah. this. That maybe um you could check out it's like hey these are the champions that are meta this is why this is why i think they'll continue to be so uh and you can sort of check that out as a uh, as a way to to learn how the game is f- currently functioning yeah um but i i mean the best advice we can give you is just play yeah. um whenever yeah. you can and try out characters that look interesting to you you have a a rare opportunity where you know what league is know how it functions but also aren't familiar with a lot of characters. So you can sort of have that first time discovery of like, holy shit, like this is what Samira does. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 You have a really interesting way to jump into it. Um, It it is a really hard question to answer. Um, I would say if you're trying to like, you know, get an idea of kind of what have you missed, what's changed. And then also like, what's good right now i mean obviously what characters you like are going to be very specific to you um i think like professional games are going to be a great resource to kind of get an idea if if you prefer prefer like watching something as opposed to just playing a bunch of games it's like you can watch current competitive games to see like okay who are these characters what do they do what does it look like to operate them properly? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the right builds? What are good comps? And then if you want, you can jump back and like maybe grab some games from Worlds or from MSI or, you know, if you like LEC, a couple games from their finals or if you like watching LPL, like those are good ways to get snapshots of kind of like where the game was. If that's something you care about, it's like, you know what what's changed you know you can just like grab a couple games from worlds each year and have an idea of like mm-hmm. how the game is moving and you know it, it doesn't take a ton of time to watch two or three games from each world yeah, yeah. but again it depends really a lot on like your your knowledge base what you're trying to learn and how you prefer to learn so hopefully some of those tips were helpful uh, and if not, just uh, DM Aiden like every fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the question, Wolfie, and welcome, uh, welcome back to to League. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bluebasket and slash leadcastfrost. Uh, tweet at us at Leadcast on Facebook. We are Leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, leadcastpodcast.com forward slash Discord. And finally, support us on Patreon for just that $1 a month. You can uh, you can get access to, to us fixing champions. 
Uh, and that's at patreon.com forward slash LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for 491. Bye. Bye. Bye.